Good morning. Welcome to the service here this morning. Special welcome to the visitors. Thank you for joining us today. I was uh, already blessed this morning. I don't know about you, but the song service was a real blessing to me. Just some of the songs that we sang spake of God's goodness. And uh, especially there where uh, LaVon is reading there in Psalms. Just how good God is to us. And uh, he removes our sin as far as the east is from the west. It's quite a statement if you just think about that. And uh, so I'm very glad for what God has done for us already here this morning. If I could have you all stand and we can just start with a word of prayer. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning. Lord, our hearts are full of your goodness towards us. Father, it makes us feel small in comparison to who you are. Lord, and I pray that we would feel that way, Lord, and help us to um, just live in a way that is pleasing in your sight here. God, I pray that you would speak through us to you, through your word to us here this morning, Father. God, just direct my thoughts, Lord, I feel a bit scattered. Lord, and I just pray that you could speak to each and every one of us here this morning, Lord, and that we could allow your word to settle into our hearts, Lord, and that it could take root that it would fall on soft soil, soil that is prepared. God, and I pray too for the remainder of this service. Just be here with us. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. So this past week, as I was thinking of what to share, my mind was going in different directions and wasn't really sure what I was going to share about. And, uh, Wednesday night, we had a Bible study here, and it kind of got my thoughts turning. Um, One of the things that we were talking about was why we don't see more miracles uh, manifested just in our everyday lives or even in our time now um, in comparison to what we've seen back uh, when Jesus was on this earth with his his disciples, and it seemed like there was a lot of things happening. It's like, why don't we see those things today? So... I've been thinking about that some. I don't really have all the answers, but I'd like to uh, look at just a few aspects of maybe why we don't see those things, um, and it has to do with our own personal lives. I was, uh, the things that I share this morning, um, take it with a grain of salt because there's a lot of different aspects that I'm not going to be able to draw. I'm not going to be able to put it all together in a way that I feel like I should. So uh, just take encouragement from what I say, and if there's an area in your life you feel that God wants you to go farther, um, go ahead and do that. I, I feel like I have needs in different of these areas that I want to talk about. Um, so at first I was thinking of, uh, just a title for my meditation is um, about a lukewarm Christian. I was thinking about that, uh, the passage in... Um, Revelation. I'd like to turn there. Revelation three, fourteen to twenty-two. We're just going to read through that. But I decided not to have that for a, a title. I was thinking, um, just to ponder this: How is my love for the Lord? So you can be thinking about that as we go through this. Where is our love tank at for the Lord? Revelation 3. 
Let's start in uh, verse 14. It's talking here about the church in Laodicea. And I'm sure we're all very familiar with this, but I'd just like to read through here. And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith, Amen, and faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I would spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. And knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blinded naked? I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, and thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness the shame of thy nakedness do not appear and anoint thine eyes with eyes salve that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him, and I will sup with him, and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with him, with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. There's a lot in here. Um, but pretty much what I want to pull out of this is we may find ourselves at times somewhere where the church at Laodicea is or was. They, they, they were rich. They had need of nothing. They were increased with goods. And yet God was like, you are neither cold nor hot. And because of that, he said some really strong words. He said, I'll spew thee out of my mouth. And just if you just think about that, I think it, it's good for us to take heed just with those words um, because we may find ourselves at these places at times. I'm sure we do. And uh, God wants us to have a heart that is hot towards him and that is not, not lukewarm. It's easy to fall into that category sometimes. Um, and I just like to look at a few different areas um, that we may find ourselves slacking off. At least personally, I find myself doing that. Um, the definition of lukewarm is just simply um, not hot or cold, something in between. Um, so, yeah, I would like to look at just a few things here. I'll just read them off and then we'll go through them. The one thing is personal prayer, our own personal prayer life, and along with that Bible reading, which is pretty much um, maybe our devotional time, and I put in there fasting and worshiping with the saints. So we are going to uh, just take a brief look at some of these. Let's start with prayer. So uh, well, you can turn in your Bibles to Mark. One, I have different passages. We'll be kind of flipping around here some. Mark one thirty-five. This is uh, talking about Jesus here. Um, he was busy doing many different things, and I think, obviously, he is our perfect example. And, um, so, yeah, let's just read here. It says, And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out 
and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. Um, and I think that's a perfect example of how it should be for us. And I know there's many different variables here. You might find yourself in a situation, uh, maybe as a mom, where it's difficult to get up in the morning because you have children or maybe you're up all night or whatever. But the important thing is to find that time each day to pray and connect with God. Because I know personally for myself, I'm weak in this area. But I do know that when I do find that time to connect with God, it seems like the struggles of the day or even things that would seem bigger are not as big. And it's easier to fight temptation when that comes if you spent that time with God in the morning. Um, yeah, Jesus here, he, he went and got up early before there was any distractions and went apart somewhere that was quiet and a solitary place. I'm not sure exactly what that means, but it seems like it's a place away from the crowd, away from busyness. And um, as I was thinking also, you know, the things, a lot of times for me, things of the day that I'm going to do seem to want to just push in. And, and I find myself thinking about those things, and I'm like, here, I need, I need to be spending time with God, and yet the things of the day are trying to push in. We just need to be on our guard to spend that quality time with God. You can turn to Luke 5, 15 and 16. But so much the more went there a fame abroad of him, and great multitudes came together to hear him, and to be healed by him of their infirmities. And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. There was a lot of things going on here, and it just seems there's different instances of where this happened, where lots of things were happening, and all it seems like Jesus felt he just needed to pull himself apart and uh, just spend some time in prayer, and that's what he did here. He went into the wilderness and prayed. Um, the next one I had was actually, I have another one here for prayer. It's in Daniel 6. Daniel 6, verse 10. He's a very good Old Testament example of uh, a prayer life. In verse 10 it says, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being opened in his chamber, towards Jerusalem he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks to before his God as he did aforetime. So if you know the background of this, he was, um, because he did this, his life was being threatened. And uh, if it was me, I'm not sure how it would fare. If I knew that I was going to die, it would seem like it would be very easy for me to make an excuse that I could just go pray somewhere else uh, where no one could see. But he had this habit of doing this every, uh, three times every day. And he did not let the circumstances of life um, take away from that or that he decided he'll do something different because of maybe he'll lose his life. I mean, this is extreme. And um, I think we can apply that to our lives, too. And, uh, you know, there's things we can schedule things really tight, but it has to do with how we um, apply ourselves to uh, prayer. 
So I was, I was really challenged with this, especially Daniel here. He lifts up the standard very high. The next one I have is on Bible reading. And as I was thinking about this, um, you know, even in relationships, God wants to have a relationship with each one of us. And, in, and it's very similar to a relationship that we have with uh, maybe our wives or just the people that, um, that are close to us. And we all know that the ones that we spend the most time with, usually those are the ones that we are close to. And I think it's the same way with Bible reading and prayer is if we spend time in the Word, if we spend time with God, we can be close to Him. But when we don't spend that time, if we don't spend much time, if we do it just because we feel like it's a good thing to do or we should be doing this, um, and we will feel that our love for God kind of starts cooling off. Um, you can turn to uh, Hebrews 4. Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Just think about that for a little bit. That is how God's word is. And if you think about that going through your day and you don't have that time to read in the morning, and to have something there when maybe a temptation or something comes, you don't have that powerful, sharp sword to uh, to slay that temptation or whatever comes your way if you don't have that time of um, with God there. You can turn to Ephesians six. Ephesians 6, 17. It's just talking here about the armor of God, but I'd just like to pull the one out here. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Then there's another one here in Colossians 3. Colossians 3.16 Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. If we're going to have God's word in our hearts or that it's deeply engraved in our hearts we're going to have to spend time in it to have that happen and and I am I have a long ways to go in this but uh, the other part of this too is just um, admonishing one another as we go through the week um, maybe something that stuck out to us in our 
in our time of Bible reading that we can encourage others also. And then I'd like to turn to Psalms. There's a few verses there. Psalms 19. Psalm 19, verse 8. And the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eye. Hmm. Yeah, that's very good. I don't know if it's quite the one I was looking for, but... um, I have another one here in Psalms 119, 130. Psalms 119, 130. The entrance of thy words giveth light, giveth understanding unto the simple. That's an encouragement to me. Sometimes I feel like things are over my head sometimes when I'm reading or whatever. But it says here, the interest of thy word giveth light. It giveth understanding even to the ones that are simple. So you can take that for whatever that's worth. And then verse 11 in Psalms 119. says, Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. And... This is a great verse to memorize, to take with you wherever you're at. That when we have God's word in our heart, we know um, it will help us from sinning. It will help us from doing those things that we ought not. So that's pretty much all I had on Bible reading. I would like to touch on fasting just a little bit. Um, This is something that I uh, feel like I've been really weak in. And as I was thinking about it, the reason it came to my mind was because of our Bible study on Wednesday night. And I would like to go to the verse there in Mark 9. I think maybe Ellen had brought that up Wednesday. Um, Mark nine twenty nine. This was right before um, the child, uh, the disciples were trying to cast, I think it was an evil spirit out of a child that kept throwing himself into the fire, and they were not able to. And in verse 29, it says, And he came and he said unto them, This kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. I know this is just one verse, so I don't want to hang everything on this, but... I think maybe there's more to this than than I realized, um, that prayer and fasting go hand in hand. And when we fast, we feel our need of God in a more keen way. And uh, I don't know, it just gave me a little bit more of a burden to do some more fasting. And uh, just that I can feel more of my need and not feel so self-sufficient. Um yeah, and as I was thinking about this with even with miracles and things like that, 
I think when we're close, when we're close to God and our, and our hearts are hot towards Him and we feel our need of Him, I think more often um, things will come into our lives where maybe someone needs prayer for uh, maybe they're sick or something and they can be healed by God because of our closeness to Him. And it's easier for us to see those instances, whereas if we were not spending time in his word and not close to him, that we wouldn't even see those things come by our way. Um, so, yeah, I was just challenged by this. You can turn to Second uh, Corinthians 6, 4 and 5. says, but in all things approving ourselves as the ministers of God, in much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distresses, in stripes, imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in watchings, in fastings. He has it right in there in the end, Paul does, about fastings. And it's right along with all the other, um, I don't know what you would call them, tribulations or, or things that are not nice towards the Christian and, you know, we don't face persecution and things like that. But something that we can do is fast, and we'll feel it. Um, it's not just a pleasant thing to do, but I think it draws us closer to God. And along with thinking about that, you know, it seems like in other countries where there's imprisonment and where there's a lot of persecution, it seems like there's more miracles or greater miracles happening um, and I think it's because their love is hot towards God and their relationship is very close with him. Um, whereas maybe we don't see so many of those things. I'm not sure. It's just some thoughts that I had. So then the last thing I just touched on briefly is just spending time uh, with God's people. Um, uh, just going to church and, and being there and plugging in and being a blessing um, and not going to service just to see what we can get out of it but to see how we can bless others I I need to grow in this area um, just that I can I can be a blessing to others and encourage others instead of going with the mindset of thinking how can I um, how can someone help me or how can I get out of the service which we do want to get out of the service but what I'm talking about is a selfish mentality that we can have sometimes, um, but that we go with a heart to serve and to be a blessing to others. And I want to thank you brothers um, just for being an example of that in different ways. Um, I just think it's a blessing when we can do that. <clears throat> if you want to turn yet to Psalms 122. Psalms 122, verse 1. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. That just speaks of someone that is excited when there's time for service, when there's time to be gathered together and to be encouraged. And I think that's the heart that we should have. Um, if we don't have that heart, 
maybe we need to spend more time with God and just seeking for a blessing from Him. Um, I think that would help us. I know it would help me more if I do more of that. And then uh, Psalms 27 for the last scripture there. This is the song that we sang, and there's a verse in here that speaks of uh, just gathering together and and uh, beholding the beauty of the Lord in His temple. Um, before I read this, I, I hope the things that I said, you were able to take something out of it, and um, it didn't discourage you in any way, but that you can uh, apply that to your life if you feel there's an area that you want to grow in. Um, so i just like to read this, and I'll just close with that. Starting in verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise up against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion and in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me and he shall set me up upon a rock. And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, the I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. When thou sayest, Seek my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me, put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help, leave me not, neither forsake me, O God, in my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me in thy way, O Lord, and lead me in plain path. Because of mine enemies, deliver me not over to the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted, unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say on the Lord.